All right, this is episode 15. This episode is going to be pretty much 100% conspiracy theories. So before we get started, I think we should say that this is all just speculation and thoughts slash truth, but just speculation. All do, facts. Do your own research. Everything is facts. Nothing we say <laughs> to you is a lie. We are 100% serious about everything that's about to happen in this podcast. <laughs> Pigeons are sent by the government to watch after you and control you. Because have you ever seen a baby pigeon? Control no. you? No. Oh, not control you. I said the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everything's still they facts. St- they stalk us. That's yeah, what they do. They stalk you for the government. Like, have you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. No. No, because they're not real. And it, it's it's really surprising. Like, whenever I bring that up to people, they're all, like, everyone does the same thing. They all, like, pause and they're like, no, I haven't seen a baby pigeon. Yeah, exactly. And then everyone's like, why have I never seen a baby pigeon? Ever. Because they're not real. Like, like not even one. Yeah. Like, I, in, like I, 26 years, I've never seen one. Not even one. Yeah, I'm 23. I haven't seen one either. Like, it, it's ridiculous. I have seen them blow up, though. Maybe that's why they blow up. <laughs> what do you mean you've seen a bull <laughs> like whenever they land on the telephone line they land wrong that's the electronics yeah that's it's, it's that's not they short circuit yeah it's not because of all that voltage going through their body it's really because the fact well that, it's going through their body but it's going through the their bodies are made of metal yeah so that's, that's like, why it conducts i bet you a regular bird fries while a pigeon blows up well have you you've seen crows on the power lines mm-hmm. nothing happens to them yeah that's right Right. I mean, you've seen pigeons on power lines, but at the same time, as soon as they hit that off point, mm, we've seen what we thought were pigeons on the power lines. Because I'm sure they probably send out decoy pigeons. <laughs> Just blow your mind. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with squirrels, though. Squirrels are also fake. I agree. Yeah. I mean, have you not seen Rick and Morty? <laughs> no. Everything Rick and Morty's facts. And they're talking about how squirrels are actually the Illuminati, and that's what controls the world. <laughs> They're all the squirrels of the Illuminati. Yeah. Oh, look it up. Look up Rick and Morty squirrels and you'll see. It'll teach you. <laughs> you'll learn the way. It's going to teach me the way. Yeah. Cause, I mean, every, everybody knows everything on Rick and Morty is facts. It's all factual. Rick and Morty squirrels. Rick and Morty could be held up in court and it would be all valid. Rick, Rick and Morty squirrels world domination. Yeah. No, of course oh, we got a, we got an ad. Oh, you got one of those. Yeah, I do. Why are you making me do this for you again? <laughs> Who doesn't wish they could talk to animals, Rick? Most humans. Most humans. Stay out of trouble. Might turn it up a little bit. Gotta keep moving. Can't stop. Up, down, down, up, 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 down, down, up, stop, down. The queen needs food. The babies need food. The queen makes babies. The situation in Argentina has proven less convenient than predicted. Yeah, we'll have to re-destabilize their economy, refocus labor class outrage from upper to middle, foster a coup, and install a compliant regime. Same as Guatemala? Yes, but you can double time it. We need a quorum to pick a new pope in case the Exxon Monsanto thing falls through in Africa. Why not use chemtrails? Put a canopy on Uganda. They're set to agitate any mo- What? That kid is watching us. So? We're squirrels. He's a kid. He's watching us like he hears what we're saying. Hey, kid. Young man. Come here, little boy. Tell Dad to run a 199 on a possible Doolittle. Little boy, we'll give you wishes if you can hear us. We can make you fly and get candy. See, they can walk on power lines. Because they're real. So what's this thing that's on his head? It's because he, that's the way he uses to hear him. Morty, what did you do? Oh. 
All right, Morty, pack your shit. That's only gonna keep him down for a little bit, Morty. You fuck with squirrels, Morty. We got a good five minutes before they're backing up on our ass, Morty. We have to pack up and move to a new reality, Morty. You know, we I said we could only do that a couple of times. We're fucked over here because of these damn squirrels, Morty. <laughs> I told you. Okay, so <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't know that. No, so that makes sense because what are those squirrels doing in those trees all day? You think they're just out just looking for nuts? Uh, you already saw they're planning world domination. <laughs> Or actually, they already control the world. They're just planning. What do you think they would keep it under control? What do you think they would do with the world if they if they did truly get a full world domination? Uh, We'd all be scavenging for nuts for them. (laughs) (laughs) They would all just like sit up in all the trees, and then we'd just go ahead to put the nuts down at the base of the trees for them. Yeah, but I mean, think about it. How would you fight a squirrel? Well, not I mean one squirrel, yes, but I can handle one squirrel. Yeah. Mm. You can handle up to 10 squirrels, I'd say. Uh, I don't know if I can handle 10 squirrels. That's, 10 that's squirrels. a lot of squirrels. But think how small they are. It probably takes think, 10. How, think how sharp their teeth are. I mean, yeah, because you have to bust nuts with them. I mean, they're going to they're, they're gonna tear you to shreds. Yeah, I'd say about five squirrels you could handle. Have you ever seen that video of that guy that gets, he's like getting bit in the back of the head from his pet squirrel? No, I don't. I've seen what squirrels can do to people though, because I know a girl that has a pet squirrel, and there are just marks all up and down her arms just from getting. She has a pet squirrel. Mm-hmm. Does she communicate with it about the world domination? Should I call her? Does that? she? <laughs> does she have like a like an inside uh, like an informant? Shall I call her and ask? Mm, Probably no. not, because then squirrel will find out. No, and then we'll get attacked by squirrels like they did. Yeah, we don't want to. We don't want to get this thing shut down with squirrels. <laughs> no, that'd be pretty insane. We don't have an interdimensional traveling device, <clears throat> so I don't think we'd be able to. We can make one. I have aluminum foil. <laughs> well, that's all you need. Oh, we need. What do you think we would need? Like aluminum foil, a lemon, um, two prob- wires, a squirrel brain, and a trigger. Probably a car battery. Yeah, some acid. I don't know about the acid. Well, you got to have the acid. Oh, well, I mean, that's like to protect yourself from whenever the squirrels are trying to get you while you're using How you going to time device. travel without acid? Uh, we're not talking about drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I guess that would be the way to time travel for, <laughs> for however long you're on it. <laughs> like a, That's like a synthetic time travel. Maybe that's why it's illegal. Because they don't want you finding about, out about the other dimensions. Yeah, about being able to time travel using it. Maybe that is the real key to time travel and everything. Just do a bunch of acid? Yeah. Just, bunch you, of <laughs> just go to a whole nother universe. A whole nother universe. I do not condone this by any means. It is illegal by federal law, so do not try this at home. <laughs> for legal reasons, that's a joke. Yeah, for legal reasons, that's a joke. <laughs> it's really not. All right, you want to hear about the uh, our first conspiracy theory? Yes. Is about uh, Walmart. Okay. Do you know any Walmart conspiracy theories off the top of your head? I have seen one where supposedly all the Walmarts are connected with underground tunnels and they're going to be what the elite use to um, evacuate for anything such as like nuclear threat, um, environmental catastrophes and things as such. This, this is very close to that, but kind of the opposite. It's, okay. The theory is that... Under under every Walmart, there is a like a like a camp, like a FEMA camp. Mm-hmm, I've seen that. That's the, the theory. Well, yeah, I guess FEMA camp would be the theory. But the, underneath every Walmart, there's a camp. And then but in each the camp underneath each Walmart is big enough to 
hold all of the people like in like a certain radius of that Walmart. Kind of like how they figure out like how like like whenever they order supplies like for the store, you know what I'm talking about? They figure out like how many people are are in like that radius. So that's how many people are going to like more than likely shop at that store. You, they use the same kind of thing to make the FEMA camp underneath every Walmart. And then the government is going to do like a uh, make like a fake um, like national um, disaster. Yeah, like a nat- natural disaster or whatever. And, you know, tell it, you know, come up with whatever they have to to get everybody to get into these FEMA camps. And then once they get everybody feed everybody into these FEMA camps, they're going to kill them for, okay. for population control. I've seen something along these lines. So basically they, they'd come up because if you think about it, how easy would it be for the government to come up with like a fake disaster? Well, it'd be really easy because you have harp and you have the old, uh, Nikola Tesla created a device on that being a, like, that's able to create an earthquake and also harp. Fat ever, guy jumping up and down. One, three <laughs> fat guys. Jumping up and down. Okay. Three people my size jumping up and down can create a class four earthquake, but We'll put a note and we'll come back to it. Okay. <laughs> but no, so you ever heard of Harp? H A A R P. I've heard of it, but I I've heard that it's like a I don't know exactly what it is. I've heard that people say it's like a satellite that controls the weather. And then I've heard that like it's also like was supposedly not anything like that at all. Well, because you can act a harp is a real place. Right. Just like, like I've area. heard that you know it's like it's a real thing. It's just like, I guess the conspiracy is on what it's used for. Well, it's used to try and mess with the airways because, you know, there's airstreams and that's how we get, you know, like whenever we get rain, that's where the clouds come from is off those airstreams. So we have two or three of them that come through here, like different ways that come right. through. I was on one yesterday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. You just took a kite and we're just like flying through the air with it. it was, I mean, it's a parachute, but oh, parachute. Oh, whatever. My bad. But supposedly they're able to manipulate it, and that's like how they're supposed to create disasters because they can mess with the ocean. So current that's that how way. they control the weather. Mm-hmm. Supposedly. Now that one, I'm not 100 percent positive. Cause I don't know how you do it with satellites. I'm not going to say it's impossible, but at the same time, I don't know about satellites. But have you you've heard of cloud seeding, right? Mm-mm, I have not. That's they. It, that's like that's not even a conspiracy. That's a legitimate thing that they do in, I believe it's Abu Dhabi, and like places like that that are desert. They ha- they have planes that go up. I don't know if they go above the clouds or in the clouds or whatever, but they spray a certain chemical in the clouds and they make it rain. And they do it like once a week or how you know however kinda, however however often they decide they need rain. So it's kind of like a chemtrail, sort of. Yeah, kind of. It's like a chemtrail, but except they're not really creating a cloud. They're making the cloud rain. Right. They're not creating the clouds. The clouds are just, you know, they're they're already there. They, I I forget what chemical it is, but there's some certain chemical they can put into the clouds and then make and force it to rain. So they definitely already control the weather. Yeah. To a degree. Yes, they do. And like I said, too, if you look up the Nikola Tesla, I'm not saying they do. They can. Yeah. I'm saying. And like I said, you can look up that Nikola Tesla device and that's a real thing that Tesla came up with was actually able to like the machine that could create an earthquake. And that's not a conspiracy or anything. That's a straight fact. So you think the government has a hold of one of those things? Oh, my stuff. Like, think about it. whenever he died, they stormed his house and took all of his notes, all of his experiments, everything he had going on. 
and made it all classified just immediately and never released any of it. Of course they wouldn't release it. Why would they, why would they release all the good stuff? Well, supposedly he even created a device that can create energy out of basically nothing and have a renewable energy that would always be able to just keep going. It wouldn't be like how we use electricity and stuff now. Really? So he found a way to create energy mm-hmm. or a way to like well, he, conserve energy very well, maybe. Basically, I mean, uh, I was reading something on it. Basically, the way it would be, he'd be using motion. And okay, you know how a grandfather clock works? Once it starts moving, it will always work until it stops. Well, you have to wind it up for a grandfather clock. Oh, mates. Because the, they like it. I get what you're saying, but the grandfather clock, they have weights in the bottom and you have to... Like at grandma's house, you have to you have to wind it up, and then the weights just at just the um, force of the weights pulling down is what keeps the clock going. Yeah, but it always keeps going, doesn't it? Not the if you don't wind. I mean, you have to wind it. Yeah, if but you don't wind it, then it'll just. Yeah, but how often stop. do you wind it? I think it's like once a month. Oh, never mind. Something like that. Now I'm thinking of a different type of clock thing. There is a clock. There's things like like Rolexes have yeah. will have like some type of. But it still doesn't. It's not like it just goes forever. It works off as some type of weight that swings around, at, like as you walk and as you move your arm, and that's what keeps the watch going. So, like it's, I mean, it's just your energy being transferred to the watch, basically, instead of like you know plugging it in or whatever. Yeah, but because then there's also another clock too. They have it set up like, but it's actually a clock clock. But they're super expensive, like ten thousand dollars. But it goes off of the Earth's gravity. And the weight will always, well, not always, but it'll move on for if a very. If gravity was real. So, oh, if gravity is real. So what do you think <laughs> gravity really is? I think gravity is the government. I mean, they both start with a G, so all that makes sense. <laughs> it starts the same letter. It's got to be, you know. Do you think maybe the government could just like turn up the gravity and then turn it down? Well, we'd all probably die, but probably. I mean, think about whenever you trip and fall. You just fall into a pool of gravity. <laughs> oh, my. We went from FEMA camps to talking about pools of gravity. Did I just blow your mind? No. All right, so let's go back to, to the FEMA camps. What what kind of disaster do you think the government would, if they were going to create a disaster to try to get everybody in these FEMA camps that are underneath of the Walmart, what do you think that they would, what do you think they would do? I feel like if they were really wanting to do that, they would probably do something along the lines of like a tsunami or like a hurricane. Actually, a hurricane would be something they could do because of where they can manipulate the, For the whole U.S. though. Uh, no, they'd have to do a little bit of time. You know what I think they would do? Hmm. And I think this would be very easy for them to do because nobody would really be able to like disprove it, I guess. I think they would like say that we're under some type of like giant biological attack. That's true. And I guess how would you disprove them on that? You yeah, couldn't. Exactly. If like if, if every news outlet, because the, because they can, they can take over everything. They can take, they can turn off all the, they can take over all the radio stations. They can take over all the TV channels. <clears throat> they can take over the internet. They can send notifications to everybody's phone. Like how they do like Amber alerts. And, and they did that presidential thing earlier this year. Do you remember that? They did a president alert or something like that just to test it, and everybody in the U.S. got one? Um, I don't remember. Yeah, it happened earlier this year. Um, uh, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because they were testing it out. Because it's kind of like an Amber Alert. 
but it's something for more of a. It's for it's for when the president goes missing. <laughs> they said, uh, "Have you seen this man? <laughs> Have you seen this man with the funny toupee?" <laughs> he was last seen in a in a black car. <laughs> we don't know where he went. They're offering him candy, and he <laughs> think think about it, if you were the president and you just like snuck out of the White House one night, like you just like snuck out and just took off, and they're just like, "Where's the president?" I mean, JFK used to do it in the bottom tunnels, so you gotta have sex with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear to you. That's a real thing. <laughs> they call it the Kennedy sex chambers. That doesn't surprise me. But yeah, that was yeah. what, like in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, now it'd be. So they didn't have like, amp- they didn't have cell phones to set out amber alerts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they didn't have cell phones. And I mean, they did have cameras. They just like leaned out the window and was like, hey, where are you at? <laughs> yeah, because like, they did have cameras and stuff, but he'd still have security guards, but they'd be at the top of, they wouldn't be down in there. Right. They'd just be at the top of the tunnel. And Marilyn Monroe coming from the other side of the tunnel. <laughs> Dude, that Kennedy was a pimp. So, yeah, I mean, Bill Clinton came up with the oral office, but <laughs> Kennedy came up with the sex tunnel. <laughs> what, are the, what were the tunnels for? Uh, evacuation in case of a natural disaster or an attack from an invading country. Hmm. Because I think it go. They have a couple different tunnels. I think one of them actually shows up to the Greenbrier, or yeah, unless they uh, no, I think they closed it down. But I have, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's like tunnels like that. So think about that too. What, that, do, what do they just get in the tunnel and just run? No, they have like a. It's not a four wheeler, but they got something down there. Drives four wheeler. They probably have a Cadillac. Down there. Well, I said it's not a four wheeler. I said something probably kind of like it. Not like actually like a souped up golf cart. Probably kind of deal. No, they have a Cadillac. It's probably, it, it's probably like the retired uh, like presidential car, and they just the year shoved it. Yeah, they just shoved it in this tunnel, and it's got you know reclining seats, so that way they can go out in luxury, so they can drive through the tunnel. I wonder how long that is. How long do you think that is? Because that's got to be a a very large. Not, I mean, not only a large tunnel. But it's a long distance to go well, the from thing is, DC no, to the Green Bar in West Virginia. No, well, if that's where it goes, but because nobody, well, no, that's where it goes because you can see the exits. That's why I don't. Well, think nobody knows because they're not going to build an escape tunnel to get away from everything and tell you exactly where it's at. Well, no, that's why I'm saying I'm pretty sure they shut it down. Like, so uh, they like built a new one. Uh, they probably have one going somewhere that we don't know about. Let me see if I can look that up. You know who I bet dug the tunnel for him? Who? You know Pablo exactly. Escobar. No, not, not Pablo Escobar. The people that dug the tunnel for El Chapo. Oh yeah. Whenever, whenever they got him out of the uh, out of the prison. Yeah, that's why I don't know why I said Pablo Escobar. I was thinking El Chapo. Uh, <laughs> they're both drug lords. Yeah, very wealthy drug lords. Didn't El Chapo get out again, or is he still in jail? Because I know he got captured again. I forgot if he escaped again or not. Um, I think he did escape again. Did you see where they the police were having a shootout with uh, uh, the gang for his son? No. You didn't see that? No. There obviously I can't pull up the videos because it's because it's violent. But there they uh there's videos of like on the streets of Mexico and they're like the gang is like basically having a shootout with the police and they're like dropping bombs on them and I think they have like tanks and all kinds of stuff. And they act because the police had arrested El Chapo's son, and then they actually did enough damage that the cops gave the son back to the to the cartel. What? Yeah. I can't believe you didn't hear about that. No, that is insane. And I, I, didn't, I don't know how long all it went on, went on for, but they I think they had like, I want to say maybe they had like uh, rocket launchers. They had like all kinds of stuff. Like there was 
all kinds of videos of them like blowing up army tanks and everything. They're blown up. Oh my gosh. They really got some firepower. Yeah. Like they were, they were prepared for war to get that guy back. Dang. All right. Now with that, I think I might've been wrong with the Greenbrier part. Cause I think, cause I got a bunker at Greenbrier. That, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. I, for some reason, I feel like they have a tunnel that goes there too, but I could be wrong about that, but there is definitely a bunker there. You want to go there and start digging? And we'll see if we can find a tunnel. <laughs> yeah. That's probably a felony and a half. <laughs> what to hit a tunnel? To, yeah, a presidential tunnel. Well, you didn't know it was a presidential tunnel. You just yeah. start digging. And Do you, you think just they like... care? Do you really think they care? <laughs> no. <laughs> that'd be like if you accidentally drove into the White House. <laughs> I mean, that'd be pretty difficult. But still, if, I, if that was a possibility and there was actually a way to do that, I'm sure they wouldn't care. I'm sure. I didn't know it was the White House. I was just wanting to drive through some houses, okay? And I didn't know that it was an important house. I did not know that somebody important lived there. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But uh, here I was on a Sunday just trying to go for a drive, and then I just hit this house. <laughs> and then these people, these guys come out and yell at me and say, This is like some important house. <laughs> but now, when you said that about the cartel, that reminded me, did you know that the CIA got caught selling guns to the cartel? I didn't know that, but that does it not was surprise the CIA me. CIA or the FBI? Because, well, probably both. <laughs> what actually happened was they're trying to track the cartel and their movement. So what they did is they put trackers on the guns. I'm pretty sure they put trackers or something like that. So they can see where the violence is happening at and where they are specifically. Well, and the cartel knew what they were doing and knew like the whole th- time what was going on. Because how I mean, how how are you gonna put a tracker on a gun without somebody knowing? Because guns you are pretty probably, like you could probably hide it in stock. Yeah, but you can, you can be able to see it. You know, if you take a butt plate off or something, you can see that it's in there. I feel like they'd probably put it actually in the stock. So you'd have to take the stock apart. Because, like, gun, you know, guns are pretty bare. You know, you can't, there's not really a whole true. lot of place I mean, to, like, hide stuff. Yeah, because, like, the only thing that's in the gun is the mechanics to make it shoot. Yeah, like, there's, and there's not many places you could put it where it's going to survive if, if they're shooting a lot. I mean, that's just how I'm thinking, like, a stock may, but, but that's what they're doing. And I'm pretty sure they found out because of the Mexican government, because they're so involved in the Mexican government. I mean, they, Literally have their hands in everything with that. So I'm pretty sure that's how they found out. But what they used the guns for was shooting border patrol officers. Nice. Yeah. So it completely backfired on them. So they thought they were just going to give them like all these guns and they're, they're just not going to get shot with them. Basically, but they, cause they intended them to use them for gang violence so they could track where they are, like where they are, so they know where to send people at to go looking for them. So they thought that they were going to give them all these guns and they were going to fight each other with them. And well, they, no, the cartel wouldn't be fighting each other. They'd be just doing their normal business because they're out there killing people every day on the streets. That's true. So they're wanting to do it. All right, use this so that way they could track where it's happening so they could try to pinpoint where they're hiding at. And instead, they use the guns to go kill all these Border Patrol people. And left the guns there like, oh, yeah, here you go. <laughs> you want to know where the gun at? It's right here. No. That's, really, that's a, a very bad plan. That's like if I want to keep you off my property and I open the fence <laughs> and then give you like two handguns so that you can come like get on the, on the property. Yeah. It's like that, that didn't work. Yeah. And then there's also another <clears throat> conspiracy that we sell all the confiscated drugs like cocaine stuff to the cartels in Mexico so they can bring them back up here and we can find them again and sell them to them again. That wouldn't surprise me one bit. Yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if 
all the drugs that they confiscate, they just oh. split up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, for anybody who can see this on the camera, I just poured out six white airheads in a row. What what is it like? <laughs> okay, back to what you're saying. I just think it was insanity. Anyway, I won't be surprised if they take all the drugs that they confiscate split them up and you know just little small portions and then just use that to plant on people to take them to jail no that's been found happening many a times because i mean obviously we know that if like you get pulled over and they throw some crack in your car and they say hey what's this and you say that's not my crack they're gonna go i've heard that a hundred times this is definitely your crack yeah, there's a, I mean, it's not as common anymore because everybody has cameras, body cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. And a lot of people have, not a lot, but a decent amount of people have cameras inside of their own vehicles now too. And, uh, like, so, but back in the day before like that was a common thing and there wasn't camera and police cart stuff, it's found that that happened a lot. It doesn't surprise me one bit because there, there's, I'm sure at some point there was probably, the cops were probably getting some like kickback for it for you know arresting well, people for drugs and whatnot it's not really i mean yeah there probably was a kickback but on top of that too the more cases you solve or not solve but the more cases that you can bring in and have done and everything put people in jail they'll help you climb up the ranks so right. that, that's why like cops that are in a small town because it makes you look like you're doing a lot mm-hmm. that's why cops that you know work in a small town where not a lot of stuff ever happens they don't really get raises that much or anything because there's nothing going on. They're just there to make sure nothing happens. Right. Now the cops that are in big cities where there's crime happening all the time. Those are the ones that get raises and get moved up a lot because there's all sorts of stuff going on for them to do and be able to create, you know, like up their career. Right. But that's also too, why the cops you see in small towns are, have like the smallest drug bust ever. Yeah. And it's like a huge deal. Yeah. And then on top of that too, they're usually like super polite because they, they never see crime. I mean, they do, but very minimal. Yeah. Like somebody ran a stop sign. Have you seen the pictures of like the local police stations that'll have like, they'll have like a table and it'll have like six cops and there'll be like a gram of weed on the table. And they're all like, have their arms crossed, like staring at it. Like it's some, like the biggest bust of the entire year. Mm-hmm. And then like they'll post it on Facebook and then like everybody in the comments will be like, oh, good job, guys. Really cleaning things up. Yeah, there's <laughs> Somebody, uh, we were talking earlier about how they raised the um, tobacco age to 21. Mm-hmm. There was somebody that took one of those pictures and edited it to where they had all the cops around it. And it just had packs of cigarettes on the table. <laughs> And they were all looking like it was like the biggest drug bust of the year. That's pretty funny. It was hilarious. I mean, that will be a thing now, though. People are going to start trafficking tobacco now to the miners because so many people are used to the smoking age being 18. And now it's 21. That's going to be a big thing now, I bet. And people are going to trouble. I mean, because it happens with alcohol already. So, I mean, I won't say trafficking as much, but more, there's going to be a more illegal stuff going on with people going and buying it for other people. I mean, it's certainly not going to stop them. Yeah, that's for sure. It's like whenever you try to make guns illegal, the people that own guns that aren't supposed to are already getting them illegal anyway. So what's going to... Yeah, we know that works so well. Yeah. All right. So we got the FEMA thing. What's next on the list? Next is a is a big one. All right. All right. So <clears throat> the House of Representatives ordered the Pentagon to investigate whether or not ticks were once used as biological weapons. 
You can see that right there. And I don't remember. There's something in here that I wanted to read that was important. I think I have heard something about this before. I don't remember exactly where it's at. Because weren't they trying to give them some kind of infectious disease? Yeah, well, they, they were somewhere here about Lyme disease. That's what it was. They were thinking, somebody was saying that I was, or I forget where I first heard this, but they were saying that uh, um, there's they have reason to believe that this could be where Lyme disease got started. Yeah, because back before the 50s and 70s, nobody ever was getting Lyme disease. And if, I mean, they were, but it was quite rare compared to what it is now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's not like the number's high now, but it's skyrocketed compared to where it used to be. Why are you, why are you advertising this to me? I don't want that. <laughs> that well, look, look at this. Look at that dirty little tick. Ugh. Yeah, or he said that with Lyme disease. That reminded me. I heard a, a guy one time that I used to work with. He was on a different crew. And he asked one of our buddies, he said... Is Lyme disease an STD? <laughs> Can I get Lyme disease from having sex? And we're like, what? No. He's <laughs> like, oh, okay, good. You should have been like, yeah. Yeah. And it looks like you got it. Oh, I wish you would have asked me because I will. Oh, I so would have been like, man, you look kind of pale right now. You're not looking good. <laughs> you better go to the doctor. Can you imagine going to the doctor and be like, I had sex with this girl. I think I have Lyme disease now. <laughs> you're like, well, what? <laughs> The doctor would just be like, get out of my office. <laughs> Could you imagine talking to the doctor ahead of time? No, you know what he'd, he'd probably do? do? He'd probably be like, you work for the pipeline, don't you? <laughs> you imbecile. You are an imbecile. You uncultured swine. <laughs> uncultured swine. So yeah, what do you think about that? Government weaponizing ticks. Using ticks for biological warfare. Oh, 100%. I could believe that. 100%. Because I'm... Over in California, they were training seals how to look for bombs, like how dogs can sniff out bombs. Yeah. They're trying to do it with seals to do underwater bombs. I heard that they, I saw somewhere that they were doing, that's like Russia at some point was doing that with whales. But they were like tying bombs to whales and then training them to, like, well, first they would like capture the whales and then train them to run, swim into the side of ships. And then they, then once they got them trained to do that, then they would strap bombs to them. And then, like, I guess just let them go. And then they would find a ship and run into it and blow it up. And kamikaze it. <laughs> Pretty much. That's insane. Yeah. Because I mean, I, how do you fight against that? I don't know. Because <laughs> you know how a bullet works when it hits the water. It's hitting it so fast it basically just stops the bullet. Yeah. I mean. You'd have to have a harpoon. And then you'd have to yeah. not hit the bomb that's strapped to it. Uh, I don't know if a harpoon. Oh, no. I guess if it's a pressure-centered bomb, then yeah. Oh, man. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, I don't remember, I saw it somewhere, but it was like somebody, like a, a, I think a whale got beached or something and it had like a full like harness around it, like a, like a dog harness, but it had like a, like a full harness and then like a, a place to like strap something in. And that was like, it was somewhere, I think it was somewhere near Russia or whatever, but that like, that was the speculation. Maybe they really did do it, and that's when everybody takes boats around Russia. <laughs> <laughs> do you think there's any uh, any whales out there that still have live bombs strapped to them just looking for something to run into? I don't know. You want to get a boat and find out? <laughs> <laughs> they just got this woman around like, mm, 
which I found had a boat to run into. All right, you all heard it here first. If you hear about Tyler Tube and me blowing up in a boat around Russia, we called it here first because I still have <laughs> these kamikaze whales. <laughs> Except we're going to do it in a John boat. Oh, yeah, we're, they don't even need to have bombs. We're <laughs> dead anyway. <laughs> Here's what we'll do. We'll get a 10-foot John boat. Well, maybe 12-foot. So it can hold both of us. And we'll just take turns. We'll, we'll go to... Um, Alaska? No, not Alaska. Well, yeah. Yeah, we'll go to Alaska. That's the closest place to Russia. Well, I was, I was kind of like going for like more of a... I like a longer stroll to the ocean, but we'll, we'll go to Alaska. And take, we'll take the shortcut. <laughs> I'm not trying to take a long in a John boat. No, <laughs> we'll go to Alaska. What are we going to have for food? Is it a bunch of granola bars? <laughs> no, granola bars. And we're going to uh, have beef jerky, <laughs> granola bars, beef jerky, and sunny D <laughs> and ramen. We can eat the ramen dry. Have you seen people do that? I've tried it a couple times. Yeah. But. I mean, it's pretty good. And if we want to get get like real crazy, we'll dip it in the ocean for a couple minutes and get it all wet. Get some it, sodium on it. And <laughs> it probably wouldn't taste much different. It's like all sodium anyway. You're not wrong. That is the sad part. And even see, better yet, we'll bring a blowtorch. We'll, we'll cook, cook it. it. Now, what gets me about ramen is that one pack is two servings. Yeah. That is ridiculous. There's so many things that are that are like that. Like, oh, no. That's a conspiracy right there. Like like cans of Monster. There's 16 ounce cans that you can't reseal, but each one is two servings. Yeah, because they're not going to lay. They're not going to label it as one serving with how much stuff's really in the one serving. Right. They walk in, but oh, it's only 160 calories, but really it's times two, so 320. Yeah. I think what was the. Wasn't there like a law that like you couldn't have like more than so much per serving of something? So then that's like that's why they started doing that was like just keeping the same amount and then just making it two servings instead of one. I don't think that's true. Or did they or maybe it was whenever they had to like they everybody had to put the nutrition facts. That's what it is. So then they started just making everything two servings to make all the nutrition facts look way lower than they are because i don't know if you ever drank crush before well you know they have like purple crush and stuff yeah they came out with a new one that's pink didn't look at the serving on it or nothing i screwed up never drink the pink crush guys it's got 320 calories in it in one can mm-hmm. i don't feel like that's a high that's extremely high a, what's the, like Mountain well Dew? it wasn't a can it was a bottle but a oh. normal bottle of I mean, Mountain Dew's a little bit more. It's probably like 200. But like, like Coke is 160 for a bottle. Think about, think about that. It's 120, or not 120, it's 170 or something like that for a bottle of Coke. And then the same size bottle of that Crush, it's 320. It's 170 for the Coke. Like that's a good bit more. How, how come I can't just Google that and have it show up? Like, come on, Google. I don't want you to know. The government's listening in. That, right that's now. another conspiracy right there. They're that's tr- nothing. They're, they're trying to hide the facts from me. Well, that's not even a conspiracy. That's a fact that if you have a smartphone, that they're 290 calories in a 20 ounce bottle of Mountain Dew. Oh, Mountain Dew. Yeah. So uh, maybe, there's, maybe it's like 240 in a bottle of Coke. So 320 for the crush. It's, I mean, it's a lot, but it's not like, uh, it's not like outrageous. It's still insane to me to think about. There's 77 grams of sugar in a bottle of Mountain Dew. 
You know how many grams of sugar you're supposed to have a day? Like 12. 25. Either way, still, that's... In a whole day. Well, I mean, this thing's definitely not any good. There's 20 <laughs> grams of sugar per serving. There's six serve. <laughs> and you ate the whole thing? Not the whole thing yet, but I'm close to it. I can feel like... A you're going to finish it tonight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that. There's six servings. It's 120 calories per serving. Jeez. That's a lot. Let's see. Think about that. 720 calories in just that bag. What is it? Pink crush. I'll see how many grams of sugar it is. Oh, it was like 32. No, more than 32. It was, it was something stupid. It was a large amount because you could just taste nothing but sugar. Well, that's pretty much all that stuff is sugar. That's true. It really is. Hmm. Of course, Google's not going to tell me. No, you have to look up uh, one of those nutritional facts websites. 71. Oh. It's actually a little bit less than Mountain Dew, but, st- but still not any good. But why does it have so much more calories? It must be like sodium or something. Or, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know how calories work. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> That's like gluten. I know calories are like units of energy. Yeah, it's like gluten. What's gluten really? Like, I know it's in bread and gluten stuff. Gluten is the, is the glue that makes all the food good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I hate whenever I see something. Like says, you take all your food and then you put the gluten in it and then the gluten holds all the stuff that makes everything good. I mean, yeah, because you, I'm sure you've had some gluten-free stuff before, and you're like, "This is awful." Yeah, like I, I think I had because mom had a friend that was gluten-free, or she had celiac disease, I think, which is you know you had to eat gluten-free. Yeah, but she baked like maybe muffins, it was or maybe cookies. But these things, you could literally like they they looked good. Like whenever you look at them, you're like, "Oh, that looks really good." But you could have put these things inside of a tube sock. And you could have murdered like an entire town with these things <laughs> because they, they, they were so, so hard. yeah they were so rock hard and dry and had no flavor whatsoever. Ugh. Like I remember like just looking at them and being like, "Oh, those look pretty good." And then whenever I picked it up, I was like, "What is this? Yeah, what just happened?" <laughs> yeah, like it was it was ridiculous. That's why I hate people that are always saying, "Oh, I'm on a gluten free diet," and le- I'm now a few. I have an allergy to it. It's understandable. You don't have a choice. I feel like, bad I, for I feel like most people that eat gluten-free just do it because they have to, and they yeah. don't want to. They absolutely have to. Yeah, because I, I used to go to school with a kid that had to eat gluten-free, and he said, I had gluten one time. I almost died, but it was almost worth it. <laughs> you know, he was basically just worth it. <laughs> He's like, I'd do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah, because... Fucking just give me some gluten. <laughs> just get some gluten. That's why it kills me whenever people go, I'm on a gluten-free diet. Have you seen that? There was a meme that said uh, it was like a guy that like went to visit California and, it's, and this guy, he posted on Twitter that he was like, he's like, I swear you could rob this entire town with a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> oh no, there's gluten in that. <laughs> yeah. And everything's a vegan restaurant, this and that. But the, the vegan stuff, that's more of just like a, a personal choice. I don't think too many people do that because they have to. Yeah. There's not a, the gluten free. I mean, I, I don't know that I've ever met someone that has to eat gluten-free that, like, wants to. Yeah. Everyone I've met is like, no, I do this because I have to, but I, I want all this stuff. Yes, I want to order a regular pizza, but I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I remember a lady one time asked me when I used to work at Fats if our chicken tenders had gluten. I'm like, ma'am, it's fried chicken. It's breaded chicken. <laughs> What's in bread? 
Dun, dun, dun. Gluten. <laughs> this is gluten-free bread. Well, that's what got me, too, because she wasn't even you should, allergic. You should have just started messing with her and just being like, well, we can take the gluten out if you don't want it. <laughs> All right. Or we can add some. You want some extra? Yeah, well, it killed me because she ended up ordering them anyway because I just can't have gluten. And then orders. No, that's what it was. There's um, She's asking about grilled chicken, and she said, I just can't have gluten, and then ordered fried chicken. And I'm like. <laughs> says they're gluten in. I'm like, well, there's bread on the chicken. Ah, oh, whatever. Just give it to me. Start eating. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? She starts dying on the floor. You're like, I told you. <laughs> I told you. I let you know. But people are crazy, man. I don't understand it. So back to we keep going off on these tangents. Yes, <laughs> so uh, the government weaponizing ticks. So oh, 100%. Obviously, that's Definitely. very, very believable. Mm-hmm. What else do you think that they would? That they would use against us. They'd probably put chemicals in the rain or something like that. So that way you can get everybody sick. I could see that. Like with the chemtrails and stuff. Have you ever heard of that? I mean, I could see that. I was I was thinking more along the lines of that they would also use mosquitoes. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the reason why there's malaria in Africa is because they were weaponizing that. Definitely. You think? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that's why there's AIDS, too. From mosquitoes? No. Well, I mean, you can get AIDS from mosquitoes, I'm pretty sure. It's like very rare, but. Maybe you can't. I don't know. I have to look into that. Because <laughs> now I'm kind of scared to go outside ever again. <laughs> Never going to a big city during the summertime ever again. <laughs> what about like Alaska? That? Oh, yeah. You'd be good there. Have you seen the mosquitoes in Alaska? Oh, yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Everything's bigger in Alaska. The, that's Texas. <laughs> no, I don't believe that. That thing with Texas is bull. Okay. Except for the bulls. The bulls are bigger there. But other than that. <laughs> I saw this video no. of this guy. He was doing, it was like it was some survival show where he was in Alaska and it was in the summertime and he was like outside and he had to, just while he was outside, he had to wear a mosquito net and just like all over his back, it looked like he had a carpet of mosquitoes from where they were just like completely covering him. And he was saying that like, that's how the bugs are for like the three months of summer that they have. Yeah. It's all like a swamp type area. That's why whenever they pipeline up there it has to be in the wintertime because that's the only way the ground's hard enough to dig into it. Really? Mm-hmm. That Same. sounds like the most miserable job. Oh, yeah. Pipelining in Alaska. All right. Well, you can only go out 15 minutes at a time because it's so cold it can kill you and you get hypothermia. Yeah, that sounds I miserable. mean, they pay a lot of money for you to do that, but also your chances of survival go down. <laughs> How long do you think that you could stand out there? Like, sit, let's just, I mean, I know Alaska gets really cold. Let's just. As I a mean, bench- I've worked in negative five degree weather before. Let's, as a benchmark, let's say negative 40. Oh. Say you ha- say you get to get outside in negative 40, you get just a regular t-shirt and basketball shorts. That's all you get. How long do and you get, say, a thousand dollars? No. An hour? No, no, not, not an hour. Say you get a hundred dollars a minute. How long do you think you can stay out there? 30 seconds. <laughs> so you'd get 50 bucks and go back inside? Yeah. I don't think it'd even be worth 30 seconds. Like, I mean, what's the coldest you've ever been outside for longer than like five minutes? I've been in negative 15. But like, how long were you actually outside? Probably like 30 minutes or so. But it was, but it also didn't really feel that cold. Cause, but I had like gloves and like I was prepared. I, mean, I think I was shoveling snow or something. So like it wasn't like it was cold, but it was, I didn't like obviously wasn't going to die. Negative 15. Was that in Pennsylvania? No. 
like it, I mean, it wasn't the best, but it wasn't like like I wasn't afraid for my life. I remember I was on top of a mountain in negative five, not including wind chill. So I'm sure wind chill made it a lot colder because it felt like needles hitting my face. <laughs> I mean, it sucks. It's yeah, because I'm not saying it's enjoyable. <laughs> well, I screwed up that day because I wasn't thinking about what we were going to do at work that day, and I forgot to. Bring you showed up in swimming trunks. No, that wouldn't even be allowed <laughs> out there. But now I had my boots, a pair of pants, no long johns, just, you know, boots, underwear, socks, pants, not even two pairs of socks. It was just like a regular pair of Nike socks. <laughs> so not even like the thick ones. And you were really going for it. Yeah, and then I had a short sleeve shirt on with a Carhartt jacket. So I didn't even have layers on. Yeah, you were just <laughs> asking for it. Yeah, I was. I messed up. I chose the coldest day ever to do that. And I just remember when I got back to the truck, there was just icicles hanging off my face. <laughs> Because, you know, yeah. when you're working, you're sweating. But then when you're not working, all to, of that sweat. Whenever it gets real to, cold, if I'm outside for a long time, just my breath will freeze to my beard. Yeah. And, I'll, and it'll get like like frosty. Oh, yeah. The whole bottom part of my lip was just ice. And, and that's just, just from breathing. Yeah. Because I remember I had an actual icicle hanging off like the side of my face. <laughs> just from sweating and it rolling down my face and then getting stuck to my facial hair. And then it just came down. I'm like, Jesus, too cold. Like, why are we out here right now on this? Yeah. And oh, it was yeah, it was bad. That was craziness. All right, so we're gonna move on to Epstein not killing himself. Oh, Epstein definitely didn't kill himself. That was the Trump and Clinton foundations, definitely <laughs> the foundations. Oh yeah, who oh. did they merge together? <laughs> yeah, oh, I bet you they did. Think about that. I mean, I don't. They had. I don't know who killed him, but I, I know he didn't kill himself. I definitely. That's definitely. I a mean, fact. can you pull up a picture of his cellmate just so these people can see, and we'll describe it to the viewer or the listeners. Yeah, I would be glad. I hope you're listening to this in your car right now. I'm gonna give you a little <laughs> ASMR. Huh? You just scared away like everybody. Okay, here, stop chewing in the microphone. <laughs> Jesus. Here's his cellmate. That's how somebody's listening to this in their car. Oh my gosh. This guy. Why don't you just bring the whole image up, or can you not do that? I can't, but it's the New York Post. That man. Let me, let me zoom in. It looks like that man killed him for a cycle of steroids. <laughs> like, look at that. I mean, he look, he makes him look harmless because he has all these dogs around him. But look at these arms. He could oh. he could strangle ten people to death with these arms. Oh, yeah. Those arms are bigger than my head, and I have a very and large head. Did you know this guy was an ex cop? Mm-hmm. So like, didn't he get in trouble for like beating people up? Uh, I think so. So that's that's Epstein's cellmate, and obviously I know that I know that you know this. He, what was it like? He was taken off suicide watch after like 24 hours. And then he got moved to a cell with that guy. And, and then the cameras also weren't working because they're updating or something. Yeah. And the cameras just happened to be down when he went in a cell with that guy. And then the officers that were supposed to be checking on him every, I think every 30 minutes. I think they like, I don't know if they said it or if like whoever it was, I think it, they said they fell asleep for six hours while they were supposed to be checking on him every 30 minutes. And that's why he didn't get checked on. And then, of course, the camera's being out. And then just somehow he ends up hanging himself. And then somehow he hangs himself and breaks his own neck in the process. 
I don't know if the uh, people know how jail works, but they give you virtually nothing to hang yourself with. Yeah. You do not have any shoelaces. And then let alone break your own neck. Well, he not even being able to string himself, he'd have to be in a, a place like in a cell with a bunk bed and jump off the bunk bed and land perfectly on his neck to break his neck. She can't even break her own neck, I don't think. Yeah, I don't I think they I think they had some, some I don't know if it was, I don't think it was like a medical examiner that was like on the case, but I think there was like a few independent doctors that like because I think they showed his like his x-rays or something that like looked at the x-rays and they were like, yeah, there's no way that you could do this yourself. And then and nobody said and then like nothing was said. They're like all the all the like uh like government people were all just kind of like, well, he broke his own neck. Well, I mean, when you really think about it, to break like, it takes a lot to break a person's neck. Yeah. Have you seen those videos where uh people go to the chiropractor? And they, you know, get their neck and back adjusted. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard the sounds that those necks make yeah. and the angle they go at. And, you know, that doesn't even break a neck. And they say that. And have you seen the ones where they like they lay on the table and they like wrap like something around their head and they like pull their head out. like straight back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't break anything. Yeah. And they're pulling hard. Oh, yeah. That's why I movies just kind of put us out of perspective of how strong your neck really is. Yeah, because in a movie, like somebody comes up and just like karate chops you once, and then like your next, your next person. Yeah. Now, if you were an infant, you could easily break their neck. Yeah, like, that wouldn't be hard because a guy that uh, I work with, his kid had troubles coming out of the womb. I thought you were going to say he broke his kid's neck. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Let me call him out right here on this podcast and have it for everybody here. Which I mean, I guess I would do that actually because that'd be pretty messed up. But you no, know, either way, his. Kid had whiplash or something whenever it was born for some odd, odd reason. But they had to take it to a chiropractor. Had a whiplash. Yeah, that's a strong. Yeah, I just don't know how that even happened. Like, there's just crazy things happen to people in this world. The doctor said push, and she said okay. And then <laughs> he had a baseball mitt ready to go. Just caught it wrong. But you know, you said like whenever they're doing it for the baby, you could like all they could do is just turn its neck just a little bit, and that was it. And you said he had to pay like a hundred bucks for them to do that. That's ridiculous. I know for real. Paid you a hundred bucks to turn my kid's head. Yeah. So I mean, now like I said, for an infant, yes, you could snap their neck easy, but for a full-grown human. If you have any neck muscle whatsoever from even just looking left and right every day, yeah, it's going to be a little difficult to break your neck. And like the whole Epstein thing, like even what's crazy about that one is like even even the people that like completely disregard every single conspiracy theory, even those people are like, okay, this is a little weird. And like this really doesn't add up. That... There's kind of people that don't. And then it wasn't there like three or four people that were like, like supposed to be questioned um, regarding the whole Epstein case. And then like all th- all three or four of them or whatever, like one by one before they had a chance to speak, they were, they committed suicide mm-hmm. supposedly. I know for sure his banker did, but I, th- I like, thought there was like three or four of them. It's like what happened to the Clintons because of the Clintons during their campaigns going for office, there would be people that were going to come out and speak something about them they'd end up strangling themselves or shooting themselves in the head shoot wasn't there wasn't there somebody that shot himself in the back of the head apparently 
Well, yeah, there was that, but wasn't there somebody that uh, they shot them? They supposedly shot themselves in the head twice. No, I haven't seen that one, but it wouldn't surprise me if they said that. And I, there was a, there was one, and I don't even know if there's anything to do with the Clintons, but there was one that there was like some guy that was some important guy that was on an airplane that crashed and like everybody on the airplane survived except for him. And he had a bullet hole in his head. And I don't, I don't remember exactly who that was. I'd have to look into that. But it was one of those things that I, I just remember seeing and I was like, really? Like how the heck? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh... Like, how, how does that work? Oh, yeah. Because there's this guy that had a big thing going on with aliens talking about how aliens are really underground. They have underground bunkers. And Area 51 is made up of like 50 different air, uh, 50. Why would they different... not have underground bunkers? Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, his whole conspiracy, well, it wasn't a conspiracy for him. He said it was all real. But the conspiracy is that there are 280 underground bunkers that we know of. Well, you know, he knew of. In the U.S. and they're like that hold aliens, and alien like some aliens look exactly like human beings. Some aliens, you know, look like the tall green men they call them the Greys. And there's also the short aliens. And there's like I think eighty different species of aliens that they know of, including the lizard men and everything. That's something we'll have to get into. The lizard men. <laughs> but I like the lizard men. Lizard men. Oh yeah, but he believed in that, and uh, I remember his arm was melted. But and uh, like his fingers were even melted together too, but they had like the gap kind of like, like alien. You know, you think of alien where it has a gap in the middle, like off yeah. of Star Trek or what? I forget what movie that is. Not yeah, Star Trek. Trek. Is it Star Trek? Where they go like this? Yeah, like, like whatever, whatever. or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's how his hand was melted together. Well, he's out doing things, talking about all this stuff. Doing what do you mean his hand was melted together? It was melted like somebody melted his arm and hand together. Like he got caught in some type of a fire? Or? Well, he said it was the aliens that did it. Because there was a fight with <laughs> oh, aliens. Oh, okay. That's what he said. <laughs> it's his hand armed, but... Reasonable. But what's crazy about it is I was looking into the case about how he died, and I looked into it heavily. So I didn't believe anything he said until I saw the case where they talked about him killing himself. Okay. Now, how his hand melted, we don't know. Because he said it was aliens, they used some kind of thing and it melted it together. And during some battle they had going on, <laughs> yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but with that said, doesn't matter how his arm melted, he couldn't move his arm further than just to his head. Like his elbow couldn't even get to his head; only his hand could get to his head because it tore up all of his tendons in his arm. Right. They said that he wrapped a surgical tube, like you know, like those elastic surgical tubing they used to wrap around your arm or whatever from there to give you a shot. Yeah. Apparently he went out and bought one of those and wrapped it around his head and strangled himself to death with it. Hold, like held it by himself and strangled himself to death with it while having a gun sitting beside of him. And so instead of using the gun to kill himself, he used that. And to think about too, how the heck is he going to have enough force with this messed up arm to do that? And most likely it's like whenever a kid holds its breath. You know, yeah. they say if a tri- your kid's holding its breath, just let them do it. Because worst case scenario, they pass out and start breathing again because it's natural. And then <laughs> who, who says to let them do it? Doctors, really? Sorry, to you. it's a real thing. Because that, that's yeah. still not passing out. Still not good. <laughs> no, but at the same it's not. T- it's not like, like you still have. You still get brain damage from that. I mean, but most likely the kid's not really going to be able to hold its breath that long. But I'm saying, but worst case scenario, unless if you would have been able to tie a knot after passing out. On that, he would have been able, he would have been letting go of the rope 
And you said it was a surgical, it was surgical tubing. Yeah. Or yeah. Surgical tubing, not rope. But either way, you know what I'm saying? But like if that, I mean, that's, that's possible. A hundred percent. If you, like if he, like if it would have got, if you just put it in a knot and you like tightened it, it's going to, like, you don't have to keep tension on it. It's going to stay. Cause it's, I don't know, so it's so, elastic. So it's got, you gotta have it so tight. No, not with surgical tubing. It's yeah, like, that, but that stuff, it like stretches out. That's what I'm saying. Right. If you put it around your neck and tie it into a knot and stretch it out, the knot part is going to be stretched out against your skin and it's going to, it's going to hold it there. Yeah. But I just feel like it's kind of weird to think about whenever he had a gun sitting right beside him. It would be, I think it would be easier to use a, a surgical tube and strangle yourself than it would be to shoot yourself. I don't know, man. You have a lot more time to think about what you're doing while you're doing <laughs> surgical tubing. You know what I mean? Well, not really. I mean, you're going to go out pretty fast. Like, have you ever I mean, seen people you, get choked out? I mean, yeah, but it takes at least a minute. No. You never, have you ever watched UFC? Well, I mean, yeah, but they, you, you got to think of the force being put on their neck and they're doing it so properly because, you know, they're trained to it's do not, it. It's not about the force. It's just about cutting off the blood flow. Because it doesn't take much to cut off the blood flow. I mean, yeah, that's once you once say, you cut the blood flow off, I mean you're you're out within probably twenty seconds. And once you're out, there's nothing you can do. You pretty much just go to sleep. Yeah, but I don't know, man. I just I just think that, that that right there is you could probably take both your hands and just hold it on your on your arteries and knock yourself out. Go ahead, try it. on today's podcast blake tries to knock himself out ready (laughs) oh wow it made me cough (laughs) see it doesn't take much does it to make you cough i don't know i just think it's sketchy if you you did that that and you fell over i'm not helping you (laughs) no but i still just think it's weird because I just don't see somebody doing that when they have a gun right there i feel like the gun's the easier way i mean it's it's, i mean it sounds sketchy but I just I don't think it's impossible. Yeah, just I don't know. I still just think it's weird. I just remember reading the police, like reading the police case on that, and was just like, man, mm. like, I don't know about this one. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, I guess you're right. It could happen. It's just really weird that he would choose that way instead of a gun. Right. All right. So, how do you feel about space? Star Wars. <laughs> Besides Star Wars. Uh, I feel like it's really cold and really hot at the same time. Space? Yeah. How would that work? Well, the sun side is like 2,000 degrees, and then the side with the darkness is like negative 2,000 degrees. Did you not know that? I never heard that figure. Well, I mean, maybe not to that degree of thousands, but no, if you look up the space... On the side of the sun is blistering hot, and on the side where it's cold is ice, like ice, ice cold. Because huh. there's nothing in space that keeps you protected from it. It's not like with the atmosphere and everything we have here. Right. That's so why I, when you go so far up into the sky, it gets really cold. I got a riddle for you. Okay. You ready? This isn't like an, this is not even a conspiracy. This is all right on Google. Anybody can look up these numbers. So, the International Space Station. Mm-hmm. You know what that is, right? Mm-hmm. It supposedly orbits just right outside the atmosphere. The International Space Station is approximately 254 miles away from Earth. Okay, so approximately 254 miles is like where, I guess the right outside the atmosphere. Guess how long it takes to get there. 
Six hours. No. Oh. Two days. Okay. Okay. That's sketchy number one. Okay. And that's 254 miles. So guess how far away the moon is? 256 miles. No. The moon is approximately 238,000 miles away. Okay. Dang, that's pretty far. Guess how long it takes to get to the moon? A week. Three days. How does that work? That doesn't make sense. And these are these are numbers like straight from NASA. You pull them up? (laughs) Yeah. I want to see this. I've never heard that before. Because I knew it didn't take that long to get to the moon. Like I knew it took a good amount of time, but I thought it took like a week to get to the moon. Because I know that once you get in space where there's no gravity or anything, once you hit a certain speed, you can turn the jets off and you'll still be going that speed. How long does it take to get to the moon? About three days. Okay. I said 240,000. I said 238. Oh, well, anyway. you're 2,000 miles off. Yeah. You're awful. To ISIS. <laughs> ISS, International Space Station. About two days. How far is it? Um, two hundred fifty-four miles. Oh my gosh, that makes no sense. Yeah. So all those numbers are, are completely legit. That makes no sense whatsoever. How does that work? Well, that's how we know the moon landing's fake. <laughs> no, for real though. Have you ever looked? I mean, get back on Google. Look up um, the boot print on the moon. Like from, you know, where they landed there and everything. Yeah. Oh, here's another kicker. Guess how fast that the space station is traveling, supposedly. Oh, it's probably in the hundreds of miles an hour, isn't it? 17,000 miles an hour. This is how fast they say it's traveling. I don't know how I feel about that. So that means it would circle the Earth multiple times in a day. They say that they, they circle the Earth like every 45 minutes. That's pretty crazy. Like how, like that's, this doesn't make any sense. Because you think that you wouldn't be able to move in the International Space Station. Because, I mean, I get they have their artificial gravity and stuff in there, but... They don't have artificial gravity in there. They're not artificial gravity, but they have, like, their means of, you know, creating air and keeping you... Like, the, as far yeah. as moving around inside of it, if it's going seven, if you're inside of it, it's going 17,000 miles an no, hour. Yeah, if I guess you're it's inside like of it, you're, Yeah, you're going 17,000 miles, too. But that's not that's not what I'm questioning. What I'm questioning is yeah. 17,000 miles an hour. Yeah, that's insane to think about. Like, how how's it going that fast? And why is it going that fast? Yeah. So like, weird. there's... And I, I've, I looked up, like, I spent hours trying to figure out, like, looking up why does it go 17,000 miles an hour. I couldn't find anything. There was like nothing, because if there's, I mean, because are they trying to say that it's because of the Earth's like the Earth's gravitational pull or like, I don't know, because <sighs> that's weird. From what I what I found, I don't like that. I, the only thing I could find on why it goes seventeen thousand miles an hour was that they said whenever they first, <clears throat> whenever they first launched it, that's the speed that it went entered, or that's the speed that like exited the atmosphere at. So then. Since there's no air in space, there's no resistance. So it just keeps going that same speed. Yeah. But that doesn't make any sense. 
That's so weird. And then, because then, like, but then some people say that, like, it's supposed to, they have to go that fast to stay in orbit or whatever, which if they have to, if that's the case, then they have to go that speed to fight off gravity. And if they're fighting off gravity, then it's going to slow them down at some point. Unless they have, like, rockets or something that they just every now and then turn on to keep their speed up. Yeah. Which still doesn't make any sense. Like, why do you why do you have to go seventeen thousand miles an hour? That's like that's the thing I don't get. It's like why? That's weird. I don't like that. And, and what's and what's the time and wh- why the time difference from two hundred fifty four miles to two hundred forty thousand miles? There's only a twenty four hour difference. Because I mean, how? But but yet supposedly the rockets that they launch are traveling faster than the speed of sound. Yeah. So like this do, this this doesn't make well, any sense. No, it doesn't. I'm I'm trying to do the math on so 240,000, yeah. Yeah. And they say it takes 3 days. Right. It means you have to travel 80,000 miles a day. How many miles is that per hour? <clears throat> 3,333.3333. So how could, so if the International Space Station can travel 17,000 miles an hour, how come if you're going to the moon, how come you can't travel 17,000 miles an hour? Why do you have to stay? Why do you, why are they stuck at 3,000 miles an hour? Yeah. And then, cause you, that means you should even be able to get to the moon faster than if it, they're going 17,000 miles an hour. So if there's no air resistance and you can just go pretty much as fast as you, as much you can go as fast, you can. You can go as fast as you want, pretty much, as long as you have enough rocket power. So, with the math they're giving us, it should only take 14.1 days to get to the moon. I mean, not days, but hours. Wait a minute. I mean, yeah, because, okay, it's 240,000, right? 240,000 miles. So, you divide that by... uh, I did 24 on that. Well, I mean, I guess, no, I did uh, 17,000 on that. My bad. 17,000 would be the miles per hour, right? Right. So, yeah, it should only take 14 hours. Because that's how many times 17. Yeah, it takes three days. Yeah. And then even worse, it takes only two days to go 254 miles. (sighs) Doesn't make sense. Because, like, if you're traveling hundreds of miles an hour or the thousands of miles an hour they claim in a rocket 254 miles comes pretty quick you know what i mean yeah there, there's a lot of like discrepancies in the stuff that don't, that don't make any sense the moon isn't even real anyway <laughs> the, the moon is an alien spaceship the moon is cotton candy that's where it comes from no it's an alien spaceship you didn't know that that's where the, that's where we get it it's from the aliens. The aliens go up to the moon. They grab a piece of it, which is cotton candy. They bring it back. We eat it. Now we're part of space. <laughs> I like how we get into some real serious <laughs> facts and it's like real things that make no sense that we need to try to figure out why they don't make sense, and then we come out with that. Okay, here's the perfect on the moon. Perfect. All right, look at the pull up the actual on the moon print right here. Yeah, pull it up. Okay, see that where there's the, you can see where the soles of the boot go into the ground and everything? Right. Now pull that one up of the actual boot right there where he's laying on the table. 
like where it has it laying on the table. Now, where does that make sense? Where does that make sense? It yeah, is that's flat. That's not even remotely the same. It is flat. Look at all these pictures. All these. And not only is it flat, it looks like it has like a little circle indention. Yeah. That has nothing. That's nothing like lines. Yeah. And even if you look at. Okay. Oh, that's pull that one up with the flag and the astronaut beside each other. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Can you enhance this, please? Is that possible? Oh, but it's so blurry. I don't like that. But look at the shadow on the oh, flag. Yeah. It's a low resolution picture. Oh, look at the shadow on the flag. Yeah. Look at the shadow of the guy. What, going opposite directions? Yeah. How does that make sense? Man, this is this is a scam. <laughs> this is. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, now there might be a scientific explanation. Why do they got to do us dirty like this? But there might be a scientific explanation that I just don't know about. But. What? Hollywood movie tricks? The, whoever the lighting guy is on this shot right here, they failed. He goofed. <laughs> At least make your shadows go the same way if you're going to try to yeah. convince everybody that the moon is real. Yeah, I saw another one where it was talking about how whenever they're faking that they're going slow motion stuff, it was really just somebody on a, with a wire harness hooked up to me. Because you know these wire harnesses that people up in the air during shows and stuff? Yeah. It said that he had one of those on and he was actually jumping at normal speed, but they slowed it down to make it look... Oh. Yeah. Wasn't isn't there like um didn't they like legitimately like try to like recreate some moon landing <clears throat> for something? Maybe. Or like not re well, yeah, I guess recreate. Well, recreate would be if it actually happened. They they like made a like a fake moon landing for like it was like a TV show movie for the news. It was something like that. It wouldn't surprise me. But I mean, is that just not weird? There's so many things about the moon landing that just make no sense. I mean, why do we want to land on this moon so bad anyway? Oh, and you know what? Just because Russia wanted <clears throat> to do it, so we want to do first? Well, and think about this. Supposedly, since we went the first time, supposedly, the we haven't been back for like over 40 years. So what, so what we could like go in the 60s, but we can't go now? Well, if you look up, I don't know if it was a voiceover video, because it could have been a fake video, but... Um, Armstrong, the first guy supposedly on the moon. Wait, that's another thing too. So you know how they said Armstrong was the first guy on the moon? Yeah. Remember there's that video of him landing on the moon? Yeah. He took the video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> he gave the camera to the aliens that, that were on the moon. He's like, hey man, film this for me. I mean, there could have been like a little, you know, robot that they sent out there to check on everything. You know where the moon is? In space. Huh? In space. No. <laughs> Where is the moon? The moon's the the moon is a set inside of Hollywood somewhere. <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, but that's they, I mean, they took they took some walls, painted one see look at this. They took a wall, they painted it black, they put some dirt on the ground, and they put a flag down, they made it all black and white, except for the flag, and they said, Hey guys, we're going to the moon. Well, that's another conspiracy too, is I believe they went somewhere out in the desert over in a like around where Vegas is and stuff. I went somewhere out in the desert area there, did it really late at night, put up a backdrop on there and then just set all the stuff up. Cause I mean, you could, that could think about it, that easily could be a desert. Looks like a desert to me. That looks like a, de a desert boot. <laughs> that looks like a desert flag. 
The desert flag. Well, that's another thing that people were talking about, too. So there's no gravity on the moon. Like, virtually there's no gravity, right? There's no wind on the moon, right? Right. Why is that flag blowing the wind? <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> I've heard... I've heard... I've seen... <clears throat> if you... Oh, the picture's kind of kind of bad. <clears throat> I have seen where they... They say that they like for the flag that they do have, you know, the pole here and they have another pole here to hold it out, which would make sense why mm. it would be holding out like that. Yeah, and that but makes sense why it's just straight up top. Why it's flapping around doesn't make sense. Yeah, because you should be able to just pull it down the corner. And I mean, I'm not saying it'll stay there perfectly, but it shouldn't fold up. Because like on the that. video, isn't it like actively moving around? I don't like, know. Can I find that video? But wait, scroll down real quick though. Click on that other video on the other picture that's with the flag. Yeah. This one? Yeah. Because now look, the shadowing and that is more on point. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what's getting me. Now you could try to bring up with some scientific <clears throat> facts about why it was going both ways. Well, here's another thing. <clears throat> this this picture. <clears throat> do you think this picture is real? Because look at Wait, the flag looks bigger in that picture. Yeah, this flag looks bigger. The colors, how is all this black and white, but this is color? Holy crap. Never even thought about that. Yeah. You bring up a really, oh man. And oh, man. Have, you, have you seen the videos about how they get pictures of the earth? Oh, where they take multiple pictures. Well, not like they, they, they do that, but there's a video. It took me a long, too, a long time to find it, but there's a video somewhere of this guy that makes some of the pictures of the earth for NASA. And he said, and he was saying that like when they get a pic, like they get a picture and it's basically just like a super like blurry like thing. And they just have to kind of like recreate what they would, th- what they think it looks like. And that's the picture that you see. Cause they have to like take what, like the super like raw blurry picture and then like, digitalize it and then like basically make it CGI so that it actually looks good. Yeah, Cause can't the people that like, aren't the people that are on the international space station, can't they not even see the whole earth at once? No, like they can see like a quarter of it or something, but not, Oh, I don't know what they can see. Yeah, wait, can't, they're, they're wait. probably not even up. They're probably inside of NASA somewhere on a ride going around in circles. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look up uh, pictures of earth from ISS. I think of in school suspension right now. <laughs> That's what I think of. I'll be surprised if, they, if anything even shows up. Because that's another thing that's going to get me too. If they're only 240 miles away from Earth, and then there's a guy taking a selfie with the Earth completely in the background, that's really going to get me. Okay. Okay, so that's kind of so what like, I expected. Like this. That. Mm, I don't know how to feel about that. It's a fish angle. <laughs> it's one of those fish eyed lenses. It's fake. The Earth's actually that. Uh, like that doesn't that. This looks completely CGI to me. Oh, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. And like, what about this? This is not possible. You don't think that's possible? You're not going to see the lights. Yeah, it's called light pollution. You've never heard of that. You're not going to if you're if you're legitimately up in space. You're not going to see that. Well, it's because it, the reason why you see it is it's because uh, you're not going to see one person's light. Each thing of lights you see is a town. 
And that's like probably New York or something where it's super bright. Then as you start going down. So who, who, whose team are you on here? I'm just saying like are you, are you on my team or are you on the government's team? I'm not trying to get assassinated <laughs> tonight. <laughs> it won't be tonight. It'll be after the podcast goes live. Oh, yeah, true. They're not going to hear it. Well, I don't know. My phone's right there. They can hear everything we're talking about. Like, and you're, you don't even have a piece of tape over the camera on your laptop. Oh, had a burp. That uh, you don't know what I have and what I don't have. And everything. Like, well, do you see they're starting to make laptops that have uh, things so you can turn the camera off on the side? Yeah. I think it's just a dummy switch. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they can't turn it back on, but. I don't know about these pictures. Like th- this, this looks 100% CGI. Yeah. For real. All right. So something. Now I want to get into a different topic that I was just thinking about. So why do they need cameras in smart TVs? What do you mean? You know, a majority of smart TVs made after 2014 or 2012 have cameras in them. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I swear to you. What do you mean they have cameras? They have cameras or they have like a camera, like a like what's on your phone or on your what are they used for? I uh, that's see that's what I'm wondering. Like, because you don't use them. Here, I'm gonna look it up real quick. Huh. I'm gonna look up, I'm gonna look up what the internet says why it has cameras. <laughs> <laughs> so you all you're gonna get is whatever the government says that you can have. Yeah. Many smart TVs built in, uh, have built-in cameras that use facial recognition to make programming suggestions based on who's watching for or for live or for live two-way conversations on a large screen. These whoa, 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 TVs, hold on. So they use facial recognition to make television suggestions. Mm-hmm. So based on who is sitting in front of it, we will depend on what they're going to suggest that you watch. That's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and like the, also the FBI has the right to be able to pull up the camera on these TVs too. Just like how they can on your phone and everything. Oh, that's like the, uh, you're never safe. Did you, uh, can you watch I, TV? I mean, I guarantee you saw this where everyone was doing the 10 year challenge mm-hmm. every time. Like every not cause it, I've seen that have the, I've seen that come around multiple times. Not even just for a 10-year challenge. I've, I mean, I've probably seen it two or three times. But every time I see a bunch of people doing it, I'm just thinking, they're just updating their servers. That's all That's all, That's all. all they're doing. Well, it's like facial, uh, facial recognition for phones. Yeah. And then whenever they had the thumbprint thing, that was a big, big funny thing going on with that. Because... It was, it was Obama, like the meme was Obama talking to Steve Jobs. Hey, Steve Jobs, we're trying to get more people's. Oh, uh, where they were like, where they can like scan your face. Oh, well, no, like, they're doing it with the, when the thumb first came out, because this is the first meme about it. Mm. Obama was talking to Steve Jobs. Hey, Steve Jobs, we're trying to find out a way to get everybody's fingerprints. Can you help us out? He said, no, no problem, fam. And they came out with the thumb scanner. Oh, yeah. And then after that, Trump had gotten office and they came out with the facial recognition. Or maybe that was, no, it was, yeah, it was Trump. And whoever well, it was, it wasn't him. I'm talking about the meme. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Trump was in office and their facial recognition came out on iPhones. 
and the guy that owns Apple now had both of them. Hey, now that y'all helped us get all the thumbprints, can you help us get everybody's face? <laughs> no problem, fam. <laughs> iPhone 10. <laughs> and then what's next? Hey, can you help us get everybody's blood sample? Yeah, no problem, fam. I was I was just thinking blood sample. Like it's gonna have you're gonna have to get like uh you know how like a uh, prick like what you do for your sugar? Yeah, like diabetic people they have those little strips that they that they slide into the thing to check the sugar. You'll have to get one of those every time you want to get into your phone, slide it in there, prick your finger, put your blood in there. If they come out with that, I'm a flip. What if what if they come out with it and then that's the only option? Like all, like they make a law. All other options are off the table. Every phone, every phone has to have that. I'm not having a phone. <laughs> You're just gonna go back with that one. Oh yeah, I'll get a flip phone. Well, now I can't because apparently all phones have to have it. So no, I would do. I would. I would do it, but I'd calibrate it for water. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> I would just get a little cup of water, stick it right in there. See, I would set it up. I would. I would set up like an animal. It would be kind of messed up. I guess it would be animal abuse. <laughs> That's really messed up. <laughs> That's like really messed up. Yeah. Okay. Can we cut that? <laughs> You're not going to use an animal. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like if it came down to that, I, mean, I have to use something. <laughs> you can't, you're not going to use yourself? No. <laughs> I'm just not using a phone. You're going to get pages from me. <laughs> I'll be paging you. <laughs> You can write everything down on a piece of paper and then just mail it to the house. Carrier pigeon. <laughs> I'm pulling up Mike Tyson. <laughs> how hard do you think it would be to train a carrier pigeon? Well, how the fact that the <laughs> fact that pigeons aren't real and they're owned by the government. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. That's true. Valid point. Valid point. I feel like it'd be pretty easy, actually. Let's let's say they're already programmed with all the locations, <laughs> and they won't be able to read that message. So yeah, they already know where everybody's at. Yeah. So let's let's say that the the pigeons aren't controlled by the government. Back whenever they were, <coughs> were using carrier pigeons, how many times do you think somebody wrote an important message and stuck it to a pigeon, and it just flew away and never came back before they ever actually got the message where it was supposed to go? That's a good question. I mean. Have you ever seen the Pablo Escobar thing on Netflix? The document, or not document? It's like a TV series, a series documentary or something. I forget. Well, you, I mean, you're talking about Narcos. Yeah, I mean, like I, I've, I haven't watched all of Narcos. I've seen maybe, maybe like two or three episodes. Well, on one of the episodes, whenever he gets put into that, um, the prison that he created, he was sending out like to do his drug deals. He was using <laughs> carrier pigeon. But how do you train the pigeons? Like, how does that work? I don't know. Ask Mike Tyson. Like the the first part. Maybe the key is you have to have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Birdie, how are you doing? It's nice outside today. <laughs> I'm gonna. Do you love me? I mean, <laughs> do, you see, do you love me? Have you seen the, the? I know you've seen this. The the thing that has like a it's like a picture from a hospital and it has a little jug and it says a uh, sani cloth. No. And it has a, it'll have a picture like they the you know the product is called a sani cloth. But then someone prints out a picture of Mike Tyson and it says, uh, so it says, Sandy Cloth is coming down the chimney. Sandy <laughs> Cloth. I can't believe you've never seen that meme. That's usually a popular one. I just can't believe everybody's so mean to Mike Tyson. What'd he ever do to anybody? <laughs> he takes it like a champ. Yeah. Now he's. I'm still stuck on these pigeons. How are you gonna yeah. try? How would you train these things? Somebody had to. Somebody had to train the first one. Who had the idea of training a pigeon? I don't know. Why that's, not, why well, not that's like my a, question. Why not like a goose? 
I don't think Lucifer too well. Or a Robin. Robin. Or a Cardinal. Or a a deer. Well, they used to do like hawks or something like that. Because think about it, like what's going to kill a hawk other than a person? See what I'm saying? It's true. Because like there are, you know, of course, there's birds eat other birds. Right. Like a hawk would eat a pigeon. So do you think if a if a, if a carrier pigeon if a carrier pigeon had a message, do you think like a hawk like would not eat it because it knew that he was like on the job? <laughs> <laughs> I know, or how would that even go over? Like the hawk's gonna eat the pigeon. Hey, I'm on the clock. Oh, my bad. <laughs> so they start squealing. I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. Oh, my bad, man. And the hawks just like, all right, I'll catch you on your way back. <laughs> I won't be going back. That blows my mind. I'm, I'm going to be stuck on that forever. I mean, like who who captured a pigeon and was like, you know what? I'm going to tape a message to this thing's leg and it's going to go wherever I tell it to. Well, I mean, that's almost as crazy as thing about the guy that's like, I'm going to catch one of these horses and I'm going to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just literally, if you think about it, it's just as why, crazy. I didn't even know the name of what it was. Yeah. Because why just some guy in a field, he's like, the big furry thing, that thing kicked me off. <laughs> the small one with horns, couldn't ride that one. He's just like going down the list. And he's like, this medium sized one. Seemed kind of nice. I'm gonna call this thing Wee Snaw. <laughs> That's the sound it makes when I walk into it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, and think about it too. This is the only one that let me ride him. The only thing that to me makes any sense is cats and dogs of domesticating them because it probably wasn't really that hard. Because the dogs, I mean, you- dogs are just wolves. Yeah, because like yeah, I think when it's still in its wolf primal instincts and everything, it's still th- a scavenger, and that's what dogs are: scavengers and you know so these people are sitting here yeah they scavenge over to the food bowl now yeah (laughs) but you know so whenever they throw their scraps out the dogs come get them so then they probably were thinking like hey they have to feed the dog it's gonna stay around so they did it and then it gave them protection because it's gonna protect the guy then after a while the dogs probably knew hey if i go to this guy he's gonna give me food and he's not gonna hurt me and all i have to do is just make sure he stays safe and i keep getting food exactly yeah simple because that's how the, that's the mentality they run off anyway because they're a pack oriented animal how many how many <laughs> how many times do you think people try to do that with other animals like so oh, like i bet a lot like they are like they are trying to do it with bears i bet they did <laughs> <laughs> but none of them live to talk about it <laughs> like they already knew good and well that you could do that you could do it with the dogs and the, and some of the cats yeah. and then someone was like we gotta get something bigger I'm bigger. Let me get a mountain lion. Well, I mean, I don't know. If you think about it in Dubai, they're doing it with cheetahs now. How many of those people die here, do you think, from from their pet cheetahs like attacking them? Two, probably. I don't think the number's that high. One or two. Who would want a cheetah? Me. <laughs> Why? It's a cheetah. What are you, you going to go cuddle it? And then it's just going to go and you're dead. Well, no, I think, okay, a cheetah's really not as big as you think it is. I mean, I'm not saying I can't do that. It's like the size of a small dog. Well, a small like, dog, like a they're medium. They're like 60, 70 pounds, aren't they? Like, I think they're like 50, 60. I mean, they are strong because it's 50, 60 of just straight, pure muscle. And they I mean, can run, what, 70 miles an hour? Yeah. So you're not running away. No. So if it decides that you're going to die, you're going to die. Well, no, honestly, because I was actually reading something on this. A human being, if uh, you're... Owning a cheetah? Well, about like if a cheetah tried killing you, like you'd have a better chance of living than the cheetah would. Why? Well, for a normal sized person that's actually got a decent, like for me and you killing a cheetah would not be as hard as you think, but it would still sucks. It's still going to mess you up. 
<laughs> it's still going to mess you up, but you're going to win probably three out of five to maybe even like four out of six times. Like your chances are higher than the cheetah winning. Do I have a weapon? No, no. Even with your bare hands. Bare hands? Even with your bare hands. Because think about it. Okay, what if... I'd probably just choke myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm, you aren't going to survive. Under, under no circumstances am I fighting a cheetah. Well, it'd be like if, uh, you know, a dog was... Because uh, honestly, a Wattweiler is more dangerous than a cheetah. It's bigger. And it's more strong. Like, it's got more power. The only thing the cheetah has is like speed but their their temperament is not the same no their temperament is not the same for, for dogs 95 percent of them as, after you show that you're dominant most of the time they back down yeah oh yeah cats no way they they don't care about nothing no you could be like stabbing them and they're and prove you're dominant they're still gonna try to come after you yeah but i'm just saying think because i mean a cheetah is in between a lab and one of those meat uh those Sahara cats that people have that are big cats are like 40 pounds. It's like in between that. That's a cheetah. So it's really not a crazy big. You could easily take a cheetah down, but I'm just not saying it's going to be fun doing it. It's still, you're going to have to get some stitches afterwards, definitely. Because its claws are still big. And if you let it bite you, it's got some big fangs. That's the only way it's going to kill you is if it bites you in the neck. And where do you think it's going to go? Well, no, think about it. Straight from the neck. Yeah, but you really got to think about it. If you're fighting this cheetah, as as long as it doesn't hit you in the neck, you can. Because I mean, when it jumps, it's not jumping at sixty miles an hour. Now, if it's how do you know? Because it have to have a lot of time to build up speed. I'm saying, if you're in a room like this right here, yeah, you're pretty good against cheetah. No, no, you're not. Yeah, you are. No no way. I mean, not like good in the sense that you're not going to get hurt. I'm saying, like, if you had to, and you're in a room right like if you were locked in a room like this with a cheetah, and one of you had to survive, I'm saying that you could survive if you have, you know, if you were ready for it. Like, (laughs) I mean, you're going to know. Like, if you were in a cheetah in a room like this, you're, you're. I don't think. I don't think that you stand a chance. (sighs) Do you want me to Google this? (laughs) I'm telling you. What, you think there's been people in this room with a cheetah? <laughs> Maybe not this specific room. <clears throat> like, what, what would be your tactic, you think? Uh, probably kick it in the mouth. If you could even get, like, get close to its mouth? Uh, I mean, it really wouldn't be that hard if it's trying to come at you. But most likely, the cheetah's not even going to try to attack you anyway. I thought that was the whole point. Oh, no, it's not the whole point. I'm just saying, like, if you had to, though. I mean, you're not going to be locked inside a room with a friendly cheetah. I mean, that just like purrs and wants. Maybe you are. That just like purrs and wants to be petted. 60 year old man, India, fights off a leopard with bare hands. That's a leopard, and that's India. That's completely. But even then, a leopard's bigger than a cheetah. But he's Indian. There's not even he probably any, broke out his little flute and sang him a song and he backed down. But there's not even any uh like okay, can a cheetah kill a human? There's not even any record in the world of a cheetah killing a human. It's probably because they just haven't decided that they want to yet. <laughs> I'm just telling you, more people get killed by other animals. What about what about a tiger? You think you'd stand a chance against a tiger? Uh oh, against tiger? No. No, you have no chance against a tiger. <laughs> not even 
If you if you had to go into a room, say a room this size, with a tiger, and you get one weapon that's not a gun, what would it be? And do you think you could make it out? Everybody. All right, all right, say that again. Sorry, I was just reading the things for this. All right, all right you're, you're getting locked into a room this size with a tiger. You get one weapon that's not a gun, like some type of like blunt force weapon. Oh, it can't be a spear. It's got to be like blunt force. Mm, no, not a spear. So, okay. So, I seriously say it's going to be like a bat or a mace or something. Okay. What are your chances of survival, do you think? And the tiger is mad and hungry. This is not like a, you're going to have, this is not like you pester it and then it gets mad. It's coming in mad. Uh, what weapon? I'm going to think of what would be a good weapon too, though. I'm thinking, <laughs> I mean, honestly, I really want to sit here and say like a mace or an axe but like a battle axe, though, not like a freaking regular axe. How many times do you know, think- would an axe count as a blunt force? Mm, sure. Okay. We'll say it's dull. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, then I want to keep a mace. Like the mace with the spikes on it. Yeah. That's what <laughs> okay. I'm keeping. But I want to say that, but I'd say your chances of survival are like 5%. How many, <laughs> how many times do you think you could hit it before you're dead? Half of one time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you like bring it back and then it's just like already on your neck, just like oh, ripping yeah. your neck out. Oh, yeah. Uh, honestly, you probably have a better chance of surviving if there's a door in the room and it was on the like it was on the side of the door and you were on the opposite side of it. If you had like a salami stick or something, throw off to the side so <laughs> after that and you could just out the door. That'd be your only chances of survival. <laughs> You're lucky you'd throw a salami stick and it wouldn't even like salami. <laughs> it, would just, it would just come right after you. <laughs> I mean, uh, it would just like hiss at it. Like, I don't even like salami. What are you, what are you trying to do to me? Like, it starts you thought talking. you were going to get it before. Now you were really going to get it. <laughs> yeah, it starts talking to you like, I really wasn't even going to kill you until this. <laughs> until you threw this disgusting salami stick at me. Like, who eats this plain salami? <laughs> That's what it's thinking. Not tigers. Yeah. It's like no cheese, no crackers, really. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to bring the meat, but you're not going to bring the whole tray? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like the... You really want to die, don't you? <laughs> you got to throw some Cheetos. <laughs> really? <laughs> you got to go with the Cheetos. What, do you want me to say Frosted Flakes? <laughs> Dude, another crazy thing. Why does Coca-Cola use polar bears as an advertisement? Think about it. A polar bear is literally one of the most deadliest animals on the planet. There are cases where polar bears have chased people down for two miles. Because Coke kills you. Yeah. That's why. The polar bear is going to kill you. The Coke's going to kill you. Yeah, because it looks good until you actually have it. Exactly. They, they know exactly what they're doing. It's true. And another thing that's bull is I remember during Christmas time, they used to do the Coke commercials where the polar bear would be hanging out the penguins. No. Polar is mass murdering the penguins. Like, have you seen? Yeah, they're they're not friends. Like, because have you seen how big a polar bear is? It's like nine to ten foot. Yeah, they're they're really big. Nine to ten foot. So that's bigger than Shaq. For those who don't know any measurements of height, <laughs> and they weigh like almost a thousand pounds. 
all over a thousand pounds. Is it over a thousand? It probably is. I mean, no, I yeah, think. it is over a thousand pounds because a, a grizzly bear was like 800 pounds. So they're definitely over a thousand pounds. Let's just uh, double check. Fact check since we've already spread so much misinformation. <laughs> <laughs> we, might as, we might as well have something, right? <laughs> might as well fact check something. Take a guess before I before I hit enter. Uh, 1,300 pounds. Nine ninety. So basically a thousand. Oh, I should have stuck with my first one. Yeah, you should have stuck with a thousand. Dang. You really you got me with that <laughs> one. You got me thinking. <laughs> I, got, I got you really good with that one. Got y'all hyped up. But big numbers, big numbers. <laughs> but now because I remember on Joe Rogan's podcast, they're talking about how there was a case where these people uh were up in that area, like where polar bears are everywhere i don't know was that antarctica no it's not antarctica it's texas <laughs> did you know there's more tigers captive in texas than there is in the wild really mm-hmm. like the wild of the whole world i'm pretty sure i mean what are they doing with all these tigers it's texas <laughs> <laughs> let me double check this real quick like so we're not going to keep putting out misinformation Misinformation is like this podcast's specialty. That's like oh, yeah. all we do here is put out misinformation. <laughs> yes, for real. In Texas, it is easier to own a tiger than a dog. That's been really dangerous. Well, a dog has been labeled as dangerous, so like a pit bull or something. No. It's estimated there could be from 2,000 to 5,000 tigers living in, south- in the southern state of the United States, meaning Texas. Could have more than roughly 3,800 tigers living. And there's only like 3,800 tigers living in the wild globally. So there could be more tigers in Texas than there are in the wild. And that's a sad thing to think about, too. Could there's you imagine? 3,800 tigers left in existence. Say, say you're a burglar. Okay. Mm-hmm. You break into a house. This house that you break into has a tiger in it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how, how quickly you would regret your decision? Oh, that's probably why there's. Pro- I bet you there's not that many home burglaries in the out, like in the south. I mean, I'd say in the outskirts of Texas, like outside of the city. Well, also, I'd say the houses that have tigers in them, if they even keep them inside, I would say they're probably really nice houses. Because yeah. I, I doubt a bunch of poor people have tigers. Well, you know, here in West Virginia, you can own a kangaroo. Yeah, did I tell you what? that? I think I did. Oh, because I've been on a really big kangaroo kick all year. <laughs> what are you gonna get one if i had the place for it i wouldn't i don't think my apartment would let me, <laughs> like, i don't think the landlord of my apartment would let me have one get two of them well that's six thousand dollars so i mean i guess it'd be cool to have two kangaroos put it on a credit card i mean <laughs> and never pay it <laughs> yeah put it on a dead credit card yeah what are they gonna do take my kangaroos <laughs> i'll try not to attack anybody that comes in <laughs> i guess because you know a kangaroo I didn't even know this until my family's calling me out on it. Like some kangaroos can get up to like five foot eight and some like on the rare t- times get up to like six foot. So what you don't, you might have a fight on your hands. <laughs> if if you, you, said, you decide that you want this kangaroo to do something and it doesn't want to do what you want it to do. You're in trouble. Yeah. Cause have you seen how buff a kangaroo is? <laughs> It's still going to get. What would you do if you had a kangaroo? You come home one day and it's like in the gym, just like. <laughs> oh no, we've talked about this because because I mean, if I buy a house, I'm definitely going to make like a 
a small personal gym, nothing crazy. For a kangaroo? No, for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for the kangaroo to go in there and work out. No, I mean, if I had my own house. Get a kangaroo and be like, all right, start doing squats now so you can be big when you're older. I mean, I would have simple things. I'd have a weight bench, you know, the bar, a couple weights, some dumbbells, and a treadmill. Nothing, maybe a Peloton just for the meme. (laughs) (laughs) They always say, anybody wants a Peloton. No, nobody wants a freaking Peloton. (laughs) Name me one person that is excited to get a Peloton. fill your entire house with everything just for the meme. (laughs) <laughs> but no i mean that's why i want the kangaroo can you imagine like <laughs> <For> the meme <laughs> can you imagine sitting there like how'd you get a black eye kangaroo <laughs> you get home the kangaroo's wearing a wife beater smoking a cigarette been- drinking some pbr <laughs> all right <laughs> make me some food i bet you could get i bet you could get tiktok famous with a kangaroo how could you not get TikTok <laughs> famous with a kangaroo that's the real question how much do you think how much do you think a uh, a kangaroo could um, uh, squat? How much does a kangaroo weigh? I don't know. Hold on, I think this camera's done. Uh oh. Huh. All right, now the camera's plugged back in. Now we're, uh, we're good to go. Where are we at? Kangaroos squatting? Yeah, yeah. How much does a kangaroo weigh? I'd say a kangaroo can squat three times its body weight. What do you think a kangaroo weighs? Uh, 110 pounds. 110 pounds? Yep. That's even, that's kind of, I don't know. I guess it depends on the height. I'd say on average, probably mm. 110. Oh, wow. There's different, different kinds of kangaroos. Yeah. All right. So an eastern gray kangaroo weighs 110 to 150. Ooh, so, <laughs> look at me. So that'd probably be the one that you want. But there's also a red kangaroo that's 100 pounds. There's a antelopine kangaroo that's 85 pounds. That's what I want. I want a small one so it can't beat me up. <laughs> well, if you want a small one that can't beat you up, then you want a wallaby, a wallaby. which is 9.2 pounds. 9.2? Yeah. It's not even a real kangaroo. Or you- <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get back to the 85 pound one. Get out of here with that. You're not even a real kangaroo. <laughs> You're a fake kangaroo 9.2 Or pounds. you go with a western gray kangaroo that's 56 pounds. Okay, I can mess with that. 56 <laughs> pounds? Yeah, here is he is. A western... Oh, that's adorable. Look at that. And it doesn't even look scary. It looks just adorable. Yeah, he doesn't look scary until he's got you pinned up against a wall and <laughs> just kicking you to death. He weighs 50 pounds. I can flick him. <laughs> What's the wait? Wall? Wait till he leans back on that tail and just <laughs> and puts you in your place. No, if he kicks me in between the legs, then yeah. He might kick you in the face. No, how how tall is it? Oh. Let's scroll down. Oh. Um. I don't know. I bet if we go to the Wikipedia wait, page, wait, wait, tell go. Yeah, maybe. I saw something I thought said about how long it lives. I think it said 31 days, but that's no that's, way that's true. That was the gestation period. Oh, what's that? I don't know. Me neither. Maybe that's how long it takes for them to be born. Two foot nine. Oh, dude, there's no way I'm getting beat up by a two foot nine <laughs> kangaroo. Well, hold on. Two foot nine to three foot seven. <laughs> what? There's a difference there. Dude, that's not even the size of a... Uh, three foot seven would flip you upside down. No. No. Okay. Cash, I'm pretty sure, is taller than three foot seven. He's six. Is he 56 pounds? I'd say. Can he kick hard? <laughs> I mean, other than the kicking hard part, that'd be like fighting a six-year-old. All right, let's... 
take a look at the wallaby. Yeah, the wallaby. No, that that's not even a real kangaroo. It's a mouse. Oh, that really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a that's freaking like a, oversized. That's a, that's like if a kangaroo and a mouse mated. No, this this is like a big mouse. Yeah, it's a mouse with some big hind legs. Look at that. That's not even. A, get out so of the, here with that. It's fake. This is what you fake want. News. You want an eastern gray kangaroo. You want something you can come home and fight with. Do that thing. Wait, does the western kangaroo have a pouch? They all have pouches. They all have pouches. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. Okay, because that's what I want. Because they're marsupials. Oh, because I want... Just like a possum. Do you know possum has a pouch? Yeah, because that's what carries its babies in. Because they're marsupials. A kangaroo is a marsupial. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Look at that. You learn something new every day. But no, so I want a kangaroo so I can have a pouch and carry my wallet and stuff. Because I'd put like one of those child harnesses on it. What's Take this it Nine foot six? No. No. No way! It's wait. What's that? Yo, whoa! It says eight point seven total length. Oh, that's from its tail to its head. Oh, yes. I mean, that's the actual length, but you got that's including the tail. So, how tall is an eastern gray kangaroo? I don't know, man. I wonder. But it can weigh up to. That's crazy. But no, I definitely want one of those Western kangaroos, man. Just think about it. You know how adorable that'd be? You're going around the mall, you got your kangaroo, and it's holding your wallet. What, the one that weighs 50 pounds? Yeah. Would you dress it up like a little kid? <laughs> put no. like regular clothes on it with like a little hat and I'd, have it just I'd, bounce around the mall? I'd, I'd name him Jack and I'd put a red hoodie on him. <laughs> take him take him to like Build-A-Bear. <laughs> that'd be great. Could you imagine if you took it to Build-A-Bear and it did it and it put the bear in its pouch? <laughs> You know how adorable that would be? It just starts kicking everything over inside the whole place <laughs> and just destroying everything. Wait, okay. So you know how they have a bunch of weird animals for like service animals, like for my depression and stuff like that. Right. What if a kangaroo <laughs> service animal? A service kangaroo? Yeah. And like, listen, I get really sad and he kicks people and it makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I need to look into this. I really want to look because it's not considered a dangerous animal, which I mean, it's really not. Everybody always wants to get scared. Like, what if it cooks you? Like, dude. I mean, I guarantee kangaroos attack less people than dogs. Yeah. But there's also less <laughs> kangaroos. <laughs> that doesn't matter. All you got to do is say they attack less people than dogs. That's true. It doesn't matter if there's only 10 in the whole U.S. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Dude, I just think it'd be great to have. But I think it's so weird. That so guess how tall they get. Eastern gray kangaroo. Five, five, eight. Six foot six. That's my height. That's taller than you. Well, I mean, it's my height with shoes on, so it's like an inch taller than me. But Either it kicks way. harder. Oh, <laughs> and you told me this to get thing, this. This thing would put you in your what, place is, real quick. Is that on its tail, though? Or? No, that's standing up. Oh. So you got six foot six leaning back on a tail with two feet. Wham. That's like, oh my gosh. That's like how whenever they say you don't want an ostrich because an ostrich could kill you in one kick. Right. So you'd get this thing, you'd come home and it want food. You tell it no. Now you gotta fight the kangaroo. <laughs> and especially if I had that, you know, the mini gym going on, he'd just be down there lifting weights all day. Come I come up, he'd look like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a kangaroo. <laughs> Y'all <laughs> with his little little short arms doing like dumbbell curls. Oh yeah, but think with, he, with their short arms, he could probably easily put up like 150 pounds. Like each. What'd you do if he was? <laughs> do whatever you told me to do. <laughs> we know who the owner of the house is at that point. 
Like, all right, man, you run the place. You run the place. <laughs> all right, you're in charge, but yeah, that's right. I'm taking over the master bedroom again. Hey, is that Xbox mine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks. <laughs> Not really. I knew it was mine, boy. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't try to take my Xbox. That's right. It's mine now, blood. <laughs> I don't know why the kangaroo became a gangbanger, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, why did, why did he become part of a gang? <laughs> I mean, he can do whatever he wants, kangaroo. <laughs> All right, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah, unless you want to talk more about kangaroos. <laughs> <laughs> I've, 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 I've talked all about kangaroos that I want to. <laughs> I don't even think you're going to keep this in the podcast. <laughs> I'm keeping all, all the kangaroo stuff. All, the kangaroo? all. all right, good deal. That, your, your audience needs to learn about this. They need to know that in West Virginia, I think maybe North Carolina, are the only two states you can own kangaroo without having a permit. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oops. Oh, great. Don't quote me on North Carolina. It's no West Virginia for a fact. You don't need a permit. It just depends on your city law, which I don't see very many city laws saying. <laughs> I wonder how many cities have really seen somebody with a kangaroo. <laughs> it's true. And then in Clarksburg, there's a girl that owns a kangaroo, and that's how I got all this started. Really? Yep. I met her one time. I saw her kangaroo. and was like, oh, and now I want one. <laughs> all right. We're done. All right.